arts news from around the area. Welcome to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick, the Executive Director of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And I'm here this morning with Nikki Poor, the new Director of Engagement for the Arts Council. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning. What's your favorite morning beverage? Coffee. With. Okay. This is where it gets weird. Um, MCT oil powder. No idea what that is. It's a, uh, it's a powdered creamer that's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, mod, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's uh, kind of like, uh, you ever hear of that bullet coffee? Yes. That they put butter in. So yes. it's a creamer that has that stuff in it too. And I, oh. yeah, it, uh, I don't know if it does what it says, you know, helps yeah. you, brain, feels your brain. But, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. But I all like right. it. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Second cup with half and half though. Ah, yeah. gotcha. So the first cup is the healthy. Is the, and then uh, I mean, that's what, it tricks my mind. I feel healthy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, thank you for joining us on the show this morning, and congratulations on your new appointment as Director of Engagement for the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Your background is in the arts and nonprofits, and it's fairly extensive. So let's um, let's visit that for a minute. How did you make it all the way to Kalamazoo, Michigan? Oh, Kalamazoo via... Hartford, Connecticut, Missoula, Montana, touring the country. Um, so it's been 15 years this fall that I've been here in Kalamazoo, and I was brought here uh, by Kristen Tezik, I believe you know her, uh, to be the Director of Education and Outreach at the Kalamazoo Civic Theater, where I was there for 10 years, 10 seasons, almost 10 years. And uh, before that, I was at Hartford Stage as a director, uh, or as a, not director, <laughs> Community associate, uh-huh. uh, or education associate for community-based programs, and I was out there uh, at that theater. Uh, folks may know that as the theater that uh, originated Anastasia and mm-hmm. Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder after I was there. And uh, prior to that, I was in Missoula, Montana, did grad school, and toured the country with the Missoula Children's Theater and toured Canada uh, for two years doing that, uh, doing a show in a town across uh, North America with the students in that town every week and then we leap back up and leave and go on to the next town and uh, let's see prior to all that I uh, went to Milliken University in mm-hmm. Decatur Illinois and got my uh, undergraduate degree in theater Bachelor of Arts and then got an MFA at the University of Montana we really liked Montana so we stuck mm-hmm. there for a while gotcha. um, yeah but I've been here in Kalamazoo 15 years and it is home and it's where we stay Okay. So yeah, so uh, f- so 10 years ago you came no, 15 years. 15. You came to <laughs> Cal- yes. Kalamazoo, Michigan and you have not left. At the Civic you created and developed a very healthy education program called the Academy of Theater Arts. A, it is alive and well today. Yes. So what was that experience like creating um, a program from scratch? Well, when I think about that now, uh, it sounds uh like a gargantuan task, but it was wonderful, a wonderful process. Um, when I, you know, the Civic Theater's been here for almost 100 years, mm-hmm. and back, you know, there used to be a program called the Junior Civic, where youth uh, would do three shows a year, and they would take turns being on stage and backstage. They'd have a principal role in one, and then, uh, you know, an ensemble role in the other, and they would participate uh, all year long uh, doing that and then that gradually became the Civic Youth Theater still three shows every 
every season. And there were some classes and, and workshops and camps in the summer that went along with that and then seasonally. And when I was brought here, uh, the task was to create a curriculum, a year-round curriculum for all ages. And so we started with what there was, uh, nine to 15 year olds, and then expanded that out up to 18, then down to preschool, three mm-hmm. and up, and then all the way up to, uh, to uh, what, what the Civic calls the senior class, the so 50 and up, and then right. adults as well, 18 and up. And it happened over about four years. We finally got to that process, or to that whole, um, the process to that whole age range and just expanded it out. Civic staff jumped in and started teaching um, design and technical classes and it grew and just by piece by piece building and building um and partnering with some community organizations and it was now when I look back sounds like a huge process but it just kind of you know we built upon each thing as we went and um, added a spring break day camp in 2009 when people started staying home a little bit more uh and yeah, and it's alive and well, and uh, my child, who did not exist when I moved here, participates in it now. So well, that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's quite a program. I know that uh, when you left, there were almost 1,200 participants yep. on an annual basis, all ages. Um, and so you left the Civic Theater. You held a position at um, Rock. Yes. Can you tell our audience what that what rock is? Rock R I W K is read and write Kalamazoo, and they are turning ten this summer. Okay. Uh, and they are an organization that exists to amplify youth voice and uh, through creative writing, and they are in the Vine neighborhood. And um, part primarily, uh, it started as a summer writing workshop by Emily Kastner and Ann Hensley to Kalamazoo Kalamazooians. Are we Kalamazooans? 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 I don't know. Tell us, Kalamazoo, what are we? Uh, Kalamazoo residents, uh, and they <laughs> founded uh, Read and Write Kalamazoo, and that it, I did that for three years. Um, I was the executive director after the founders. Um, Emily was serving as executive director at the time, and uh, we basically, in that three years, we set up uh, ourselves as employees, as uh, set up all the operations, and the programming grew it, uh, from summer workshops and then workshops uh, or summer camps and then workshops during the school year to um, they had a program called the Reader's Room at Lincoln School. And that was serving a couple classrooms and it grew to serve any classroom in the whole school could come. And uh, there's a space on the third floor of Lincoln uh, today um, and also at Northeastern. We expanded out into Northeastern right as I was leaving um, and the pandemic hit. So uh, that was in process of expanding and they are alive and well and growing and doing big things now in the community. So I was there for three years and now Candace, Dr. Candace Lavender is uh, the executive director now. Great, yeah. yeah. So a little bit of growth there as well. And then from there you moved on to Kalamazoo College. Yes. Describe what you did there. Well, the interesting thing about being a director of education and outreach at a one of the largest community theaters in the country, and then uh, an executive director of a small but incredibly mighty nonprofit uh, youth development organization, is that you do a lot of different things. You are the marketing director and the grant writer uh, and the principal of the academy, and uh, I had a plunger in my hand a couple times. And uh, at 
the interesting thing about my role at Kalamazoo College, uh, where I did uh, special initiatives and athletics giving, as I only worked on fundraising and development and volunteer, I worked with volunteers um, from the classes into that. So uh, it was really interesting to work uh, with athletics and the coaches. And uh, the uh, connection to athletics and the arts is actually not that uh, that far off. <laughs> each coach was, uh, I called them, uh, they were each their own little executive director of the organization mm-hmm. uh, because they had to run the team, coach the team, build the team. <laughs> Right. And do all of those things. All of those so, yeah. things. All those things, yeah. just like a nonprofit. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, what drew you back to the arts? Well, I don't. Ne- I didn't necessarily leave uh, fully, but it. But it wasn't my day to day, day to day job, and uh, that the arts could be my day to day again uh, with the opportunity was uh, something I just couldn't pass up. Um, the. Kalamazoo, like I said, you know, 15 years, it's, it became our home. It's the longest we've ever been anywhere. And it is, there's something special about Kalamazoo and the arts. And I noticed that from the first uh, couple of weeks that I was here and even in our research to move here and that there is a symphony and chamber arts and an arts institute and an arts council. And I'm sitting in public media network. Mm-hmm. Um, there are small organizations, large organizations, and I remember being at a Kalamazoo Promise event uh, 15 years ago that I was asked to speak at a mere, three, not even three weeks, I think, into <laughs> um, having been the director of education at the Civic. And uh, I, Tom Andrews, for those of you who might remember him, he he had asked us to do that, and I was there, and he, I said, you know, Kalamazoo, it's just, there's so many arts organizations, it's amazing, I didn't even realize it when I moved, you know, until getting into this community and seeing it, and he said, oh, you know, it's just so much a part of the Kalamazoo that I think we, thanks for reminding me because it's just so much a part of Kalamazoo and that uh, that we often forget that we have, we're, this, we're lucky we have such an arts-infused community and that is what's exciting about coming back to the arts and specifically to the Arts Council. Sure, sure. Well, we're happy to have you at the Arts Council. Uh, You've been listening to Creative Cafe. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Nikki Poor, the new Director of Engagement at the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. We'll be right back. Creative expression comes in all shapes, styles, and forms. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo invites you to get involved in your local arts scene. Are you an artist, playwright, actor, musician, or photographer? Do you make your living providing creative connections for others? Or do you engage in artistic expression as a way to fulfill a need to express yourself and share your story? The Arts Council wants to hear from you. For as little as $20 a year, you can become a part of the larger community of your artistic peers exploring resources, collaborations, funding opportunities, and more. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. Please visit our website anytime at kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org. Or stop into our offices inside the Epic Center in downtown Kalamazoo. We can't wait to meet you. This message provided by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. 
And we're back. I'm Kristen Chesick, the director of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, and you are listening to Creative Cafe. I'm back with Nikki Poor, our new director of engagement for the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. And congratulations again on this new appointment. Um, So as a person who engages in the arts personally, why do you think arts and culture is important to the health of a community? Who? Well, I know this is the philosophical is part the, of our conversation. We've moved on to the philosophical part. I mean, the so I am an actor and a director and a choreographer. That's uh, primarily what I I paint at home. No one knows about that. I've now said you it publicly. Paint at home. I do. What do you paint? Well, abstract. Okay. Acrylics mostly. Acrylic. Little, little, okay. Little oil every now and then. Wow. Um, in fact, I used uh, I painted live in my MFA thesis. That's mm-hmm. a whole story for another time. Okay. Because I was nervous to paint, so I painted live uh, as part of that solo performance. I have a new and deeper respect for you. Uh, Painting thank you. is hard. All right, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, <laughs> okay. but I love it. And uh, so. Yeah, more about that in a later creative cafe. But um, so the first time I stepped on stage, I was 17, which was a later than a lot of the youth that I've worked with. And uh, the f- I, I said a line off stage um, and I didn't expect the laughter before I showed up. So I laugh or I said this line in Showboat, which is not a, f- if you know that one, not a, not that's a laugh not a, getter. That's not a funny show. No, but okay. um, I, I said my line and, you know, I think there's about 1,800 student, 1,800 seats in the auditorium at my high school, and everybody laughed. It was huge, and I remember pausing and thinking, "What did did 1,800 people just have a collective experience? What, wow!" And then from then on, I mean, I was going to be a doctor. I was going to be an obstetrician, gynecologist. That's also another story for another time. And yeah, that's for later in the day. Yeah, yeah it's too early for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I think that I mean. The fact that the arts, they, every, you know, 1800 people can have the same experience. They can see the same thing, hear the same thing, view the same thing, um, observe the same thing, outdoors, indoors, whatever arts experience they're having. But all of those people are going to have a different internal process and experience and how they take in that art. Uh, whether, like I said, whether it's visually, auto, you know, in audio, uh, theater participation, whether they're participating in painting, whether they're watching a theater piece, hearing a, you know, jazz quartet, it's always going to be different. And that's just the whole collective experience uh, with an individual reflection. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and then depending on what it is and what it's saying and if it's um, what the purpose is for the artist and what they're, they want it to be, um, could be something, somebody could take it in totally different. And then a conversation can happen um, about what everybody experienced and that can be formal or informal. I mean, that is just... That's what Kalamazoo is, and that's what I've always observed happening. Um, you know, whether it's on a Friday night at an art hop, um, in the freezing cold, or in the summer, <laughs> or at Art on the Mall. You know, at, in the, that June, that first weekend in June, um, to you know, at a gallery or at the KIA in the middle of fall. It, it's it's this community is infused with the arts, and it's just it's vital to keep those conversations going and keep thinking. Um, you know, thinking about other people's experiences and just keeping those conversations open, whether, like I said, formal or informal, and sure. it just happens because you experienced it. Right, right. And these these experiences and the things that we do, they, they can be informal art experiences as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. you alone painting. Yep. Painting in yeah, my basement. In, yeah. yep. <laughs> or a formal experience of sitting in a theater 
listening to a concert or a theatrical performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of that takes money, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. Even <laughs> it does take money. Yeah. So the philosophical part of our conversation is now over, and now we're talking about the real life. <laughs> oh, I'll keep it philosophical. Oh, Let's all right. Go. <laughs> all right. That's good. Yeah. That'll work. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts then. So, so it's really important. We know why arts and culture is important, and it's uh, evident in Kalamazoo. But it also needs to then be supported financially. Mm-hmm. So how does that happen? Lots of different ways. Um, there are, so in specifically in this role that I'm a, you know, taking on here, mm-hmm. um, you know, engagement equals development and communications usually. So uh, developing resources uh, for programs to take place and then engaging with them uh, and, you know, learning about them through, through uh, participating or uh, being the artist that mm-hmm. is, you know, doing uh, the work. So, I mean, art of all, in all of its forms is a reflection of the community and the culture and um, is communicated out that way. So it's important to support the arts so they continue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I've been doing some research on different countries and what they, uh, how the, how the, uh, the government supports the arts and things like that. And, you know, the United States isn't that low on the list. Um, but there are, it, it's important to, support the arts so that we can keep costs low to participate so there can be free programs so that it can be arts for all and you know we do that through grant writing through individuals supporting however they can Mm -hmm. and sometimes even supporting and you know helping to raise funds by getting people to the event to so the artists can you know sell their works they can see the work and Mm -hmm. and connect with it and want to purchase it so it's it's all it's important to support the arts they continue and they're sustained and that so that it doesn't all fall onto one area everybody's always talking about diversifying that income and diversifying um you know so it's it's all about uh if we all support it in whatever way we can then it'll be supported and continue sure so the arts council is unique in that it actively promotes its member events on its website on social media and on the radio as we are doing right now and some people say that marketing advertising and promotion are not important and every marketing director who's listening to this right now just dropped their coffee cup. Um, <laughs> but it seems that, that there's a pivotal place between whether an artist's voice is heard or ignored. So what is your take on promotion of the arts? My take on the promotion of the arts is that we promote the arts so the artists can continue to do their work. And like I you know, talked about with the uh, coaches at K College, they have to do everything. They have mm-hmm. to recruit their team, you know, and they have, of course, there's, there's resources and, 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 and things for them. But if the Arts Council can help promote and support the artists, they can continue doing their work. And then maybe we can help them promote things a little bit so that they don't, uh, that, that burden doesn't fall fully on them. All right, so I think what you're saying is that it's, it's, uh, it's not only the Arts Council's responsibility, but it's everybody's responsibility to try to promote the artist. Because if you, you don't know what's happening, then you don't know to go. Exactly. Right? And if you don't know to go, uh, you got to know to go so you can go and tell your friends about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so artists also know about opportunities, too, to come be together with each other. And, yeah, I think that uh, it's all of our responsibility and we all need to know about it. Sure. And, yeah. Sure. And I also think uh, having been in this industry longer than social media has been around, so I'm going to just admit that right now. Same. Okay. Uh, We know that when social media first came out, that it was like, oh, this is a low-cost answer to having to advertise formally in a newspaper or a magazine or on the radio. Um, 
So what do you think about having a media mix? And what do you think about this idea that I can advertise for free uh, on social media and people will come and they will love my work? That's great. And let's do it. And keep that going and you know social media has shifted a little bit too and that some things are monetized uh there as well um you know as everything grew and uh, i'm noticing my social media feeds changing uh, but also especially in the past year um, being at in my role um, at the college the i've noticed that direct mail does still uh, reinforce um you know what uh, what somebody may have heard or seen on a billboard and social media is vital and we can share it and it can be shared really fast but sometimes it takes three or four times to see it and to uh i've been looking into and i'm really interested in learning more about what how many times you know it takes there's lots of different theories on how many right, there's right. lots of, there's research and data on how many times it takes someone to take action on mm -hmm. something sure. or even because even if you can get somebody to tell somebody they saw it that's that's something right there too. If they're not interested in it, they're still taking action and they're sharing it and it hit them enough that it got in, uh, in so that they thought about it and then shared it with somebody else. So social media, direct mail, radio, to everything possible to you know, uh, share and promote and making it part of everyday conversation. And that's what will you know, keep everything going and just talking about when word of mouth. <laughs> Right. I think word of mouth, you know, we're in it. It's a time where we're coming back from a very big time of isolation. And I myself am craving um, communicating and sharing about art and sharing about what I've seen and, you know, sharing cool things with other people just by telling them about them. So, yeah. And I want others to do the same for me. So, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're very excited about you coming back to the arts as your day job. Me and too. Uh, yes, and um, excited that you will be among the ranks helping to promote and engage uh, folks in the arts again here in Kalamazoo, helping us to get the monies to do so. I've been speaking with Nikki Poor, the new Director of Engagement for the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Did you know that Kalamazoo Portage was named one of the top 40 arts vibrant communities in the United States and in fact ranked in the top 10 for mid-sized communities by the SMU Data Arts annual survey of more than 900 communities. You probably already know that Kalamazoo is a cool place to live, work and play and now the whole country knows. Whether you're an artist, an arts organization, a business sponsor, patron, or volunteer of the arts, thank you for all you do to keep Kalamazoo an arts vibrant community. Want to know more about what's happening in the arts right here in Kalamazoo? Just visit kalamazooarts.org to learn about the cool programming of the Arts Council and all of the great events our community organizations have to offer. That's kalamazooarts.org. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe. This message is proudly brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo.